This is a Podcast 225 production. The issues. What's going on now? What's happening in the state? The people. Carl Dabity. We've got Michael Shingleton. Taylor Moore. Jay Darden. Congressman Garrett Gray. Richard Condon. He is Ryan Clark. Sharon Weston Broom. The podcast. And we're going to talk about that. This is the Clay Young Show. Up, up, and away we go with episode 212 of the Clay Young Show here on podcast225.com and on the Apple Podcast app. How you doing, folks? Enjoying the back end of that summer, getting into what is about to be September as we record this. Hopefully things are going well with you. Today we're going to talk with Sean Williams, who is the face of Cohiba Cigars, Here in America, he does things internationally as well, but he is primarily the person who goes around the country and talks with customers and retailers about cigars and specifically the Cohiba brand. Met him here a couple of years ago in Baton Rouge, was impressed by him and his knowledge and his history, his past, which you will learn about how he got into the business as we talk Coming up here in just a moment. Be on the lookout for something new from podcast225.com, a brand new project that is not being done, to my knowledge, anywhere else in the country. A very different kind of podcast. And the the date of announcement is drawing really near. Can't say much more about what it is than that, but it is going to be something special and I can't wait to share it with you when it happens and it'll be here exclusively on podcast225.com so it's very exciting a friend of mine was asking me about it last week I actually let him in on it because he's a really good friend and I know that he won't go and, and spread that anywhere but yeah I can't wait to tell you folks about it so be on the lookout for what's coming new and for those of you out there who enjoy premium cigars and the good life and the camaraderie that goes along with enjoying a cigar this week we got a special treat for you as we're going to be talking with with Sean Williams with Cohiba and uh, man I just excited to get into it with him and we're going to do that coming up here shortly don't forget you can follow us on twitter at clay young br on Facebook and on Instagram under Clay underscore Young BR. I'll spit it out. Clay underscore Young BR across social media platforms. Episode 212 is about to be fun. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local 
customer support. Doctors' offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom technology while saving money? That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. This is the Clay Young Show. Back with Sean Williams, the brand ambassador for Cohiba. He flies around the country, basically enjoying the good life, sharing the fine art of tobacco, fine cigar tobacco with people in other parts of the country. He's straight from New Orleans, Louisiana. His Cohiba domestic brand is owned by General Cigar Company. That company is more than 113 years old. It's based in Richmond, Virginia, and uh, Sean is on the phone with us now. Hey, man, how's it going? How's well? How you doing, Clay? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. So uh, we met, I guess, a couple of years ago. You were in Baton Rouge with Cohiba at Don Juan Cigar Company. And the, the interesting yep. story about that is Don Juan Cigar, the retail establishment, was opening a bar that sits right next to it. And Sean, myself, and a couple of friends were holding court in the bar before the bar was actually really supposed to be opened. We, we sat there and had cigars and chatted, and I got a, a, an appreciation for how deep your knowledge about cigars really is. So when did it all begin for you getting into this? Well, uh, as far as getting into the business, uh, that would have been when, uh, when I hopped on a plane back in um, January of 2006 to go to Nicaragua to work on blending my first cigars for the brand that I launched, uh, El Primer Mundo, and uh, uh, made those cigars initially with the Placentia factory. So that was my, my sort of first, um, I guess, on the manufacturing side, uh, just to back up a little bit. I mean, I started the Atlanta Cigar Society, which was just a sort of a group that I started just so I can get around other cigar smokers, and I started that in 2005. Having smoked my first cigar in, in uh, New Year's 2005. So it was a pretty, pretty busy year uh going from smoking my first cigar to starting atlanta cigar society to hopping on a plane in 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 january of 2006 to go down to nicaragua and work on my first blend so you know 13 uh almost 14 years later uh i'm on the phone talking to you now so (laughs) well let's talk about uh el premier mundo your your cigar company that you started uh, before you went on to general just tell us a little bit about that and then for people who don't understand the artistry behind making a cigar take us into the selection process the construction process and then what the goal of an owner of a company that makes cigars is shooting for well uh so that, that's, that's a lot to unpack there um i, I guess starting with the first part of the question uh, as far as El Primer Mundo Cigars, it was uh, uh, not what it still is. I mean, it's, it's, it, my brand is still out there and available. It's 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 pretty much exclusively on online now. Obviously, with uh, with my um, responsibilities and commitment to the Cleaver brand, uh, that that that's where I spend 
most of my time uh, in the brick and mortar shops, and uh, uh, the you know creative process with, with, with helping to create new blends for Cohiba. So that's what most of my time is spent. But my brand, El Mundo, is still available online. Uh, but in getting started, it was really a passion project more than anything. I, I didn't really know uh, all the nuts and bolts of the business, to be honest, back then. And uh, and probably even more more stark is that I, I didn't really know. Uh, anything about making cigars. I thought I knew cigars at the time, you know, being, you know, uh, a seasoned veteran, a year into smoking cigars, I, threw, I, I thought I knew everything, right? I, I knew nothing. But that's the beauty of it. I mean, I, I went down uh, with, with, with a certain uh, plan as far as what I wanted to do as far as uh, cigar line um, and having spent a week in Nicaragua, um, you know, at one of, uh, you know, the, 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 the most storied factories in, in Central America, the Placentia family, and uh, learning from, um, you know, some of the best people in the world. Uh, Velio uh, was, uh, was a guy who was, you know, primarily responsible for my blending at the time. He's since passed on. Uh, but I just learned so much that first week uh, just about the, the entire process from, from, from seed to shelf, uh, um, and, you know, and, 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 and not the least of which is, is, is the, the, the blending process. And, and I've always you know, continue to learn from that point. So that that's the thing I really love about the cigar business. I mean, I'm always uh, always learning new things, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been, you know, hands-on with blending cigars now for well over a decade, and there's never a time that I walk into the process that I, I don't learn something. So um, so I love it, man. And, 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 you know, starting out initially, it was just that it was a passion project. Um, you know, the, the industry had gone through a, a, a pretty feverish boom in, in the 90s, and and things kind of fell off in the, in, in the late 90s, early 2000s. But in, in the mid-2000s, there was sort of another mini-boom happening. And it's been a pretty steady clip uh, ever since then as far as just, you know, the the, 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 the hobby of smoking cigars has, has you know, steadily increased over the last 10 or 12 years, which has been great. Uh, so it was, it was a good time, you know, to kind of, um, you know, take on a project like that because there was an appetite for it, so to speak, you know. Um, you know, it's a little bit different now. The space is a lot more crowded as far as you know the smaller boutique brands, but uh, it wasn't so much so then. So it was uh it was it was just a it, it was it was good timing. Um, you know, things weren't easy for sure, uh, but uh, I think the market was kind of kind of more receptive to 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 you know a small upstart brand from from a, a black guy that nobody knew. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's interesting. It was March of 2017 that General announced that you were going to be, in May, excuse me, of 2017, that General announced that you were going to be the new brand ambassador. And as, unless there is someone else that I'm missing, I think you're the only African-American brand amb- ambassador for a major uh, brand in, of a cigar company. Is that is that correct? Uh, yeah, as far as I know. And, 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 and just for housekeeping purposes, I actually hate that title, brand ambassador. But <laughs> okay. There, 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 there was, and, and I'm not saying that to admire you. I'm just saying, like, when, when, when we first started this, this conversation, uh, when I say we, I mean General Cigar myself, uh, a few years ago, there, there, there was not another me. There was nobody that had ever been, sure. you know, a me for Cohiba. Uh, and as far as General Cigar, the, the person of prominence that sort of served in his capacity for any brand was Rick Rodriguez, was right. CAO. Right. And uh, and 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 Rick, 
you know, actually, you know, uh, started off, a lot of people don't know, he started off just carrying a bag as a sales rep for General Cigar and, and uh, obviously somebody internally saw something in him years ago and, and he went under the tutelage of uh, Benjamin Mendez, which is one of the greatest blenders, you know, this, this industry has ever seen. And, and, and Rick earned his chops as a blender under Benjamin Mendez. And uh, I earned my chops as a blender, you know, blending my own cigars with different factories for 10 years. So uh, I'm a cigar maker. I'm a cigar blender. Um, but just for the sake of, you know, um, ease of marketing purposes or whatever, you know, that, 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 that's sort of how I'm, how I'm referred. Um, but to that point, I get asked that a lot. Like, you know, I get, I get, uh, direct messages all the time and, 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 and post all the time. People ask me, Hey, how can I become a brand ambassador for a brand? And, and honestly, I, I don't know how someone, I, I don't know the roadmap to do this. Um, because I certainly didn't start off thinking I'm going to start my own brand. I'm going to go through all the ups and downs of that, uh, what it takes to build a brand and, and all the blood, sweat and tears, uh, to, to, to be in a position, you know, 11 years later that, you know, uh, you end up being the face of, you know, one of the most iconic brands in the business. I, I couldn't have planned that. So How did it happen? All- How did it happen? Um, well, uh, we had a couple of conversations, uh, honestly, over, over, about a year span, um, I was reached out uh, by uh, reached out to uh, uh, I was reached out by General Cigar. I guess, I guess going back maybe 2016 uh, or, or late 2015, maybe uh, initially, and um, there was a different thought process. There, there was maybe some interest in bringing uh, me into the company and bringing my brand into the company uh, under. Um, a, a former, a former uh, boutique sort of division that they had that they've since um, just kind of done away with. Uh, so we kind of talked about that and, you know, had a few conversations uh, uh, over the phone and that didn't really materialize, which honestly I wasn't really upset about that. I had a lot of things going on at the time. I just, uh, uh, Eddie Ortega and Eric Espinosa and myself had just did the Larceny Project in 2015, which was, which was wildly successful for me. Uh, working on my own factory deal in, in Nicaragua. There are a lot of things going on. Uh, so, so to do something um, different, it, it, it had to have been something you know that I really, really got excited about. And, 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 and while that was an interesting conversation, it wasn't something I was sure of long term. And 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 uh, I was probably lucky that that didn't materialize because that boutique division that they had, they eventually uh, just done away with. And you know that was that was the division that Mike Giannini was over. They not only did away with that division, but uh, Mike Giannini ended up leaving the company, and a lot of things went on internally. So, you know, that that that, that was what it was. Uh, but fast forward almost a year later, I get a, uh, a text message from Rick Rodriguez, which, you know, Rick and I, we've been friends probably now for, at this point, 11 years. I think I met him for the first time in 2008. Um, and we've been buddies, you know, ever since. Uh, and he reached out to me. They, they, they you know, I guess it listed him to be the person to contact me and, um, you know, just kind of checking in, uh, how things going and, you know, uh, chit chat, catch up and, uh, and he kind of teed up, you know, the concept of, uh, you know, he basically asked me you know, what, what I think about, uh, well, actually in that text message, he, he said he wanted to, wanted, wanted to get on the phone with me. So the, the, the next day or the day after we actually got on the phone and then while speaking on the phone, he asked me, you know, my thoughts on Cohiba. And, and my thing is, you know, with, with no, with no, with no preface, that's just kind of threw out, you know threw it out at me. I was like, well, you know, Cohiba. I mean, it's it's Cohiba. Like it's 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 an iconic brand. Like, what about it? 
And, uh, you know, he's like, well, how would you like to be the guy for Cohiba? And I was like, well, I didn't know Cohiba needed a guy, but, you know, yeah, that, that's something that we can certainly talk about. And, uh, and that, that, yeah, that's how the conversation started. So he, he set up the next phone call with, uh, with, you know, the brass within General Cigar at the time. And, and we kicked around some things. Obviously, the big thing was, you know, do I just walk away from my brand? What happens with that? And, um, you know, we, we, we kind of came to some terms that made sense for me, um, you know, to walk away from my brand and, and, and come out front with Cohiba, uh, but still own my brand, which, which, which is sort of an interesting arrangement, but it, 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 it's worked, you know, so far. And, uh, and things have been good. And when we, when we first came on, there was, there, there was some trepidation on both sides. Um, you know, how's the market going to respond to, to, you know, having uh, a person attached to the brand, um, you know, the company had never basically given the keys of Cohiba to anybody before. Uh, so, you know, there, there was, there was some, 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 uh, you know, um, you know, reticence on their part as well. So, you know, initially it was just, honestly, it was a six month deal and, uh, you know, for, for, for both sides, to see how it goes. And, uh, and obviously it's gone well. So, you know, um, I'm still here and, 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 you know, we, we, we have, you know, stuff planned out now clear into 2021 and um you know not enough time to do everything we need to do so it's uh it's been good man it's been you, good. you know i think when when i talk with people or people ask about cigars and you know, i explain this to them and i'd like to see what you think about this i always tell them that the thing about cigars is more about the atmosphere and the mindset that you are in when you are enjoying one as much as or in some cases more than the cigar it is it there's something special about the routine the ritual and everything that goes along with enjoying a fine cigar do do you agree with that that it's it's an experience more than just a habit oh absolutely absolutely i mean if you talk to somebody oh what's the best cigar you ever had they usually link that to uh, uh, a place or an event or something like that. You know, you know, I was on the beach in Mykonos and I was smoking such as, you know, it's never just, I was smoking a cigar. that was really good. It's usually attached to, uh, uh, an experience of some kind, uh, uh a vacation, uh, a special occasion, a person they're with or whatever. It's all about the experience. Uh, and, and, but the beautiful thing about cigars is that they allow you to create your own experiences, your own little escapes. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's, it's, you know, you can be, uh, somewhere, uh, 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 we on a business trip, you know, maybe it's stressful or you can be, you know, even at, at a family function, you know, family holidays can be stressful and you'll see guys that, 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 that take a little time maybe to, to, to go outside and have a cigar to get away from a lot of noise and whatever. So, um, so cigars just, 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 uh, in their essence are experiential. It's not just about, now you want the, the, the tobacco has to, has to, has to be good. I mean, the, the blend has to be good, but, yeah, man, it's 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 oftentimes, uh, you know, more more often than not, it's associated with an experience or 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 a person or or something of that nature. So that, that's absolutely right. And also, what you pair it with, you know, and that, and yep. that, that that you know that, that that's wide open as far as what your personal preference is. But all that counts. Absolutely. You know, you talked about discovering your passion for cigars on on New Year's of 2005. I mean, for me, I think I had my first cigar, really premium cigar in 2008. Uh, Some buddies in my neighborhood on a Saturday called me and said, Hey, do you want to go to the spring game at LSU? And so we, we went, we went and watched the spring game and then came back. 
and sat at, at one of my neighbor's house and, and a buddy brought over a box of cigars and he started passing them around and I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. And so I just kind of asked questions about it and they told me yeah. about it. And, and I just remembered the conversation, the laughing. And then at, it was a few weeks after then I started to investigate it. And I went to my first uh, cigar place, which is Don Juan, where, where I met you. And I was talking yeah. to the guy about it. And I remember telling him, Sean, I don't know anything about this. I'm, uh, so you can you can talk to me like I'm brand new. I'm not going to pretend to know. I don't want to get sick. I remember telling him that. And so he kind of yeah. took me through the process. And I have since over the last, you know, 10, 11 years, developed tastes that I like depending on what meal I'm having or what I'm pairing it with. And so yeah. I, I took the long way to say when people get into it, don't think that someone else's tastes or, or preferences have to be yours. You can really create your own style of what you like. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, that, there's, there's a reason that we make different cigars, man. I mean, I, you know, I mean, you know, uh, as, as, as iconic a brand as Cohiba is, I mean, we, 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 you know, we constantly have to reinvent. I mean, for the first time ever in the history of the brand, we lost a Connecticut Shade Cigar this year, you know, uh, um, you know, because that, 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 that's, that's sort of a, a area of profile that, that, you know, we hadn't really addressed, but also in with that, we have, you know, uh, the Cleveland Nicaragua, which is a, which is, which is the opposite end of the spectrum, spicier, fuller body. Cigar. It's a really yeah. good cigar. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Cleveland black, which is Connecticut broadleaf Maduro, you know, and then of course you got the original red dot, which is Cameroon. So, yeah. So you put out different cigars because, you know, not everybody, we got 330 million people in America. Not everybody likes black and chicken. Not everybody likes <laughs> right. fish. Not everybody likes, you know, so you have to, have uh um you know different profiles to 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 try to attract um you know different palettes so so yeah it's it's very individualized as far as you know how people approach their uh their passion for cigars some people smoke the same stuff all the time the same you know some people just connecticut shade guys or just maduro guys even they're very brand specific you know uh, I don't understand that myself. No, me neither. I, I, you know, nobody eats the same thing all the time. At least not normal people. Right. So, um, so I, I think cigars should should be mixed up just like you mix up food or anything else. But uh, but I mean, whatever the case is, you have to have something so that people, you know, can look at your your your, your range and uh, product and 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 hopefully see something that they're willing to try. You know. Yeah, I like I like hopping around the sizes and and you know flavors and everything. I love trying new things to see what I think about it. I think yep. I think Mike Ditka Ditka said once that there are no bad cigars. It's all about choice. I don't a hundred percent agree with that, but I think I see where he's going. That that you get to choose for yourself. Now, as 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 the face of Cohiba, you go around the country. Describe to people listening what you do when you go into a city and to a tobacconist shop. Well, it depends. So if, if it's just that, if it's, if it's a tobacconist, if it's a retail shop, then, then, uh, that, that, that's a pretty standard, uh, um, you know, setup that, that, that we have there. I mean, that, that's usually, um, in every market area we have what we call PSMs, which are basically the sales reps that cover those areas that call on the cigar shops, uh, on a regular basis, you know, just the normal sales cycle, go in, service the accounts. Uh, uh, talk with the retail and make sure they have the product that they need and take the sales orders and whatever. So those are guys that are boots on the ground. So when I come in, I'm usually with one of those guys or one of those ladies. Uh, um, we, you know, obviously, you know, so 
some are ladies, some are guys. But uh, I'm usually working with the local sales rep, and um, and they'll you know they'll set up the event, uh, and I come in and we just you know basically do you know typical promotional events, you know where where you know you buy a certain amount of cigars, you get. Uh, something free in the way of cigars or, or hard goods, lighters, cutters, just accessories, you know, branded stuff, just to kind of, you know, get people, uh, um, you know, get people excited about the brand. You know, you walk away with, with some, some, some nice, you know, swag as far as uh, uh, additional cigars and a nice cutter and lighter that kind of, you know, gives you a nice feeling about the brand. And also in that process, uh, I get a chance to meet the consumers and talk to them and, you know, get a feel for, what their taste is, what, what they smoke on a regular basis, what they like about Cohiba, maybe you know some blind spots. What are we missing? Um, you know, just interact, man, and just just get to, get to know the local customers and, and the local retailers and spend some time in the shops. It's, it's more of a intimate one-on-one uh, um, setting, and that you know I, I get FaceTime with a with a with a lot of uh, customers. So that's that's what happens locally in, in the retail shops. Now, the shops are different. Some shops have full bars and liquor. So, you know, if, if that's the case, then, you know, uh, we like to, you know, do some type of pairing with uh, some spirits. I'm a bourbon guy, so that's usually, you know, you know what we run, some uh, some promotional pairings with or whatever. So that adds a nice little mix to it. You know, I do a lot of uh, cigar dinners. Um, in particular, I've had a few with, uh, with uh, Ruth's Chris. Uh, uh, in different parts of the country, and, and, and got to, I got one coming up. Matter of fact, uh, next month or this month, next month, um, and at the Roots Chris uh, on the Gulf Coast in uh, in Biloxi. You know, I had one in New Orleans a couple months ago. I had one in Baltimore uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I'll probably have another one in New Orleans for the years out. So I like to do those as well because that, that that's sort of a a, a, a a higher elevation of the experience right. where you know you get to get to sit down and really have. Uh, just, just a nice sort of intimate setting where you have some really nice food, uh, uh, smoke some cigars, pair it with a meal and, and whatnot. Um, you know, so I do that. And, and then I do some of the, the more, um, you know, 30,000 foot stuff, so to speak. Like, uh, you know, Cohiba, we, we, we are, you know, uh, uh, the cigar that, that, um, you know, that's present at Sundance Film Festival. And, and, and I get to do that every really? year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll do, uh, we'll do different, different uh parties and different uh events around you know movie premieres and things of that nature and then there's usually a a, a luxury lounge that, that that we're a part of so uh you know i do some skiing so you know that's always fun um you know we I do events in, in in the hamptons with uh you know ferrari and man and and, um, you know so i get to do some cool stuff barrett jackson you know i get to do barrett you know so so that's that's the that's the bigger uh, uh, brand building, you know, thirty thousand foot stuff that I get to do. Uh, but listen, nothing beats being in in a store, uh, talking with hardcore cigar smokers, yeah, and 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 getting to you know sit down and just burn some sticks with 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 with, with people who uh, who have the passion for the least the same same as you do. So I do it all, man. Man, <laughs> yeah. So I I want to get back to some of it because I well let me just do it now while it's on my mind. One of the things that makes me chuckle, first of all, when I think about social media, the the perception and the context I like to keep it in as it's it should be positive, it should be funny, maybe something to make you think. I generally stay away from anything that's negative or people 
I just there's there's so much drama going on that you don't need that. And one of the things I enjoy is when your page comes up or you post something. It's like, man, this guy is winning life right now. If if listen, if this was a game, you'd be run, <laughs> you would be running up the score if this was a game. And I said, man. Oh, man. So so I think that. Having said that, when you go into places and people get to see that, because having been around you and talked to you, it does radiate how much you enjoy what you are doing. And I think that that's got to be important when you do anything in life. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, um, it's tricky, though, man. I mean, you know, uh, I, I, it's not lost on me that, 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 that I'm blessed to, to, to be in this position. Now, with that being said, um, what you see now is, is, is not what, what, what my existence in this business was, hell, even five years ago. Right. right? I mean, um, I, I chased my passion for a long time um, with, with, without a lot of profits with it. You know what I'm saying? So um, it took a while to really build my brand, and, and, and my brand was me and, and, and my, my, um, my place in this business, in this industry. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that 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 you can get back. There's a lot of things you lose and you can work to get back. But you mess up your name; it's hard to get that back. That's right. right. And, and and I've made a good name for myself in this business, and I'm thankful. I made mistakes in this business, and 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 there's, there's certain people in this business I owe an apology to. And, and I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't sugarcoat, sugarcoat that at all. But there's no bridges that I've ever burned, and there's and there's no there's no things I've never made right, uh, or, or at least attempted to. Um, and, and I, I've built some really great relationships in this business, and, um, and 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 that's what really more so than than my prowess as a cigar maker um, uh, to a degree. I mean, I certainly did well with a small boutique brand. I mean, I, you know, I, I've had you know cigars that were you know uh, ninety rated consistently across you know uh, most major publications from 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 Smoke to Cigar Journal to Snob. Uh, I've had one cigar that was designated a Best Buy. Uh, uh, in Cigar Journal, I've had uh, you know one cigar nominated for Best Brand USA. I mean, I was literally at with, with equivalent to the Grammys for cigars. Uh, I didn't take home a trophy, but um, I did well for a very very small boutique brand. Uh, so I feel good about where I'm at as a cigar maker. Uh, I understand what my palate is, what my profile is, and uh, and I'm always open to, to work with new tobaccos and look forward to working with new tobaccos. But more importantly than that. Um, you know, I, I I I built a personal name in this business and 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 a reputation in this business, and I create relationships in this business. And had that not been present, General Cigar and Cohiba would never have come along. Absolutely. So, um, but in doing that, I mean, I always chased my passion. I never sold out for for any gimmicks. You know, there, there's certain, and I won't get into the sizes of the cigars and whatever. But there's certain trends that kind of came and went in this business that I never gravitated to because to, it was disingenuous for me. I mean, I'm not going to put a cigar out that I know I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to put a size of a cigar out that I know I'm not going to smoke. You know, uh, so there's certain things I just never did. I stayed true to 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 you know now now to to a degree. I mean, you know, I'm not a fool. I mean, obviously. I can't make cigars just for me to smoke, but if I got to stand on the other side of the table and tell you that this is good and this is why it's good, I damn well better believe it's good, right? So uh, I've always just kind of stuck to, um, you know, being true to 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 you know what I think is authentic, what I think is real, and trying to put good stuff out there, and um, you know, and and I, I've 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 been able to build a build a name for myself, and and uh, and I and, and that that sort of kind of kept me dialed in and and just kept 
pushing through when when things were at their toughest. You know, when when I I didn't know if 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 you know if I could even turn the lights on next month as far as the business or whatever. I right. went through those times. Right. You know, so now yeah, if you see me on the ski slopes at Sundance or you you know or 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 with with, with Mike Strahan and, and the Hamptons or whatever, yeah, it seems all gravy. But <laughs> believe me, man, it was a. Uh, it was it was Vienna sausage long before it was uh, <laughs> before taking crazy. No, it's some <laughs> Vienna sausage before porterhouse. Yeah, I can't, yeah, it was, yeah it was, brother. It was, it, was, it, was, it was potty meat before porterhouse. So 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 when you are, well, what is the most common question that you get when you are talking with the customer? And and I'll get to the celebrity part of this in a second. But what's the most common question you get? That's a good question. I don't know that there's a most common question. I mean, I get, you know, which is still surprising to me. I, I, I still get a lot. Like, how did you get started in this business? I still get that a lot after being in this business for, you know, for 13, 14 years. Uh, and I think I'm a pretty known quantity. So it's just, it's amazing. I still get that a lot. But, um, man, aside from that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I get, a, like, a, a most common question, man. It's, um. It just—it really just depends. It really just depends. I mean, as as, as it relates to product, um, I probably get people asking me like, "What's your favorite cigar in the lineup?" Like, if I'm standing standing on the side of the table and there's, you know, the full range of Cohiba in front of me, from the the, the, the Cameroon to the Connecticut to the Black to the Blue to the Nicaragua to the whatever, you know, there's there's six different lines of cigars in front of me, and somebody asks me, "Hey, what's your favorite one?" So I get asked that probably every event I do, no matter what. Um, which, you know, is, is sort of a loaded question. I was like, yeah. it's like asking me, what's my favorite kid? Like, right. you know? yeah, so. so you, you, men- you mentioned uh, Strahan a second ago, and, and you learn about some of these celebrities who have really gotten into cigars in this renaissance that I believe we're in. Cam Newton now has a place in Atlanta, and you hear yep. about these guys who go into places. Talk a little bit about that. Some of the, the palettes, or I guess, preferences of some of the celebrities and sports figures you've met over the last couple of years? Um, so what I see a lot with, uh, with the celebrities, um, they, they tend to be, I don't, I don't know if I would say brand loyal, but they, but they tend to have sort of favorites that they, that, that they gravitate to, you know? Um, and I won't get into what they are, but but sure. everyone from 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 uh, Chad Ochocinco to, to Dr. J, uh, Mike Strahan, uh, Cam, I'm not so sure about. Um, he, he's a very very uh, occasional smoker, um, which which obviously a lot of these guys are occasional smokers. Sure. But he's even more so. Like like um, there's a cigar bar here called Cigaros, which is uh, uh, here in Atlanta, down at the airport off Butner Road, and uh, um, Cam would be in there a lot, um, and uh, and he would be in there a lot and didn't even smoke. I mean, he was in there so much there was actually a sandwich named after him in this place. And he, he didn't he didn't even smoke cigars uh, most of the time he was in there. Uh, so I think this thing maybe about the lifestyle that that that, that he likes. Uh, now his brother uh, CJ is, is is heavier into cigars, uh, so I think that's sort of like the link for that. Um, but a lot of these guys, this is what I find is that they're really like this brand, and I don't know if that's just a function of maybe. Um, you know, the the, the, the the certain brands early on gave them a lot of product, you know, uh, and, and just got them kind of, you know, uh, hooked on it or whatever. But that's sort of the big thing I see about a lot of them. Now, with that being said, 
you know, um, aside from, you know, like Dr. J, he'll walk into a cigar shop here. It's, it's, it's not, you know, I've, I've known Dr. J for 10 years now. He'll walk into a cigar shop, very approachable, uh, super down to earth. Uh, but a lot of the guys won't necessarily go into cigar shops and just buy cigars. You know, the, more, the famous guys. Yeah. So I think it's just if they get onto something, maybe they have assistants, hey, go get this because I like it. So the assistants run out and get it. Maybe the company sent it to them. But whatever it is, I don't know how the phenomenon is created, but a lot of them just, just a brand loyal to a certain brand to, to, to a great degree. So that's the big thing I see with them. Now, with that being said, um, they like to, to talk and learn about cigars just as much as, as, as you and I do. So when you get a chance to talk to them, they're, you know, um, and they're less pretentious than most people, to be honest. Like, uh, one thing I can't stand, I'll tell you this, and I don't know if you have this, but, you know, I mean, if you're talking to a guy and he finds out you're into cigars, whether, you know, he may not even know you're a cigar, you know, maker, in my case, whatever, but first thing, oh, I only smoke Cubans. I love Cubans. And they get, get on and on about Cubans. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I hate that, too, because in my mind, if somebody says something like that, you're a poser. Uh, yeah, they don't. They don't. That tells me they don't know anything about cigars. That's right. You're first they of all. You're to tell me the, the growing regions of Cuba. <laughs> that's right. What makes us anything? You know? So it's, um, it's, but, uh, but to the contrary, when, you, when with celebrities, I, I, I can't think of any instance where I've heard them say, "Oh, I only, you know, I only smoke it." They, they, they legitimately like you know the ones that smoke cigars. Legitimately like. You know, the same cigars that are available on the shelves that you and I would smoke, you know, so which is pretty cool. And don't get me wrong. I, I think maybe in, the, in my top three cigars is the Cohiba Bihike. Love that cigar. But in yeah, terms of like fun. only smoking Cubans, like there are so many great blends out there. And, and yeah, we that's were just that's that's it's silly to me to even say that. Right. Like, like that's just. Yeah. yeah like it's silly to even say that. But, so, but I know why that's said because they, they think that 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 impresses like, oh, well, this guy has access to Cubans. He must be <laughs> that's right. That's right. You, know, <laughs> you know, why go spend six, seven, sixty dollars on a cigar when you don't know what the hell you're doing? I mean, just to impress somebody else. I, I don't get with that. And, you know, maybe the most famous celebrity smoker maybe michael jordan who i think i read an article where he blows through six or seven a day or some crazy number and yeah um, i think at, at his height he was smoking like eight a day yeah and and yeah, so which, he which I, that's amazing to me that is amazing I because i mean i can i can smoke a cigar for an hour and a half or two hours depending on what i'm doing uh Easy, and, yeah. and and so for him to be able to smoke that many and then i saw him sitting with marvin Schenken, i guess a couple of years ago maybe or maybe it was last year when they did an, inter an interview for cigar aficionado and he talked about the the atmosphere and what he likes to do and sharing with people uh one of the things that that i always kind of fantasize about and i don't know if you get this from people because you've actually done it so you don't have to fantasize about it is what would it be like to create your own cigar how often does that come up in conversation uh that comes up a lot uh yeah, I, I get that a lot. People, and I, you know, that, that, that's probably every, if not every event, man, then 80, 90% of them, some guy comes up and he's like, I want to start my cigar line. I want to start my cigar brand. And that, that, that's, the, that's the toughest conversation to have, to be honest, for a number of reasons. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't make it a habit to piss anybody Cheerios. <laughs> I, mean, I had a dream. If you got a dream, that's great. But I, I, I've walked through this process yeah. for over a decade. I know what it's like. And most people are not cut out for it. Right. Most people have no idea what this is really like. You know, because you're not... Now, if you tell me, hey, I want to create my own brand because it's something personal, I'm going to give it out to a few friends, maybe a couple of shops locally at Carrot, that's one thing. If you say you want to have a brand that you're actually going to eat off of and going to make money, going to be a national brand, then you're talking about 
uprooting your entire life uh, um, and dedicating, you know, all of your professional time to this because it doesn't work any other way. It just doesn't. Yeah. And there's very few uh, channels of distribution for this business. It's either you're walking door to door selling it yourself or you have to get independent brokers to carry it. And in order to do that, you got to have some big muscle behind it. So um, it, it's just, it's not easy, man. So I, I get that a lot. And, um, you know, I give people whatever advice I can. Uh, my first advice I tell them is don't do it. But, <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, it's and I think you're right. I mean, I've I've been in business and and run my company for 20 years. And I and I tell people that your business, if you own it, can't be your side piece. You got to be married to it and and into it all day. You know, 25, eight, as the saying goes, you got to really be into it. Otherwise, you're cheating yourself and you're wasting a hell of a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. You got to sell out for it. And, And most people, you know, they think it's glamorous. And and it's all all good, and you know, and they're gonna make cigars, and people are gonna flock to them and smoke cigars, and they're gonna get to walk in the cigar shops and sell cigars and smoke cigars and whatever. And uh, listen, man, it's 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 as tough a business as any business you can be involved in. You know, the the you're you're absolutely right, and and for me, it's mostly trying flavors. So if and I'll throw this at you, so you can tell me how silly it sounds. But the one combination, and maybe it's out there, and I've never found it, but a a pyramide that is a combination of a Nicaraguan and Honduran filler and binder, maybe a little Lijero Honduran, and a San Andrean wrapper, Seiko tobacco, uh, just for the spiciness and the sweetness and, and, and all of the profile there. Does that sound like a ridiculous blend, or what do you think about that? Uh, well, so um, I can deconstruct the blend. There's a couple... There's stuff like that out there already. It's not. It's not anything that's not uh, right. That's not uncommon, uh, to, to, to be honest. Um, and so you you said San Andreas and Seiko tobacco. I said uh, San Se- uh, Seiko tobacco, but the San Andrean wrapper, which is which is the the middle of the leaf, and then the Lijero Honduran and uh, a Nicaraguan. Well, Honduran and Nicaraguan filler and binder, and then the San Andrean wrapper. Yeah, I mean, I, I I I can't think of a cigar specifically that has that, uh, but that uh, th- that sounds pretty common. I mean, certainly um, uh, Nicaraguan and Honduran tobacco and, and a filler that that that's very common because uh, if you're making a cigar uh, in Nicaragua, a lot of times you're going to use uh, Hamastron tobacco, which is Honduran. Uh, hell, specifically with the uh, with the uh, Cohiba Blue. I mean, we use, I love uh, that cigar, man. I think that's the one we were having the day you were in Baton Rouge. I love that. Probably. Probably, yeah, yeah. So it has uh, 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 two uh, Honduran tobaccos. The wrapper and the binder are both the same leaf. Lots of San Agustin, Osa, uh, and then in the binder you have Hamastron tobacco from Honduras. You have Jalapa Valley tobacco from no, I'm sorry, you have Ometepe tobacco from Nicaragua, and you have Palo Cabana. So, so um, that's not uncommon, man, to to, to sort of have uh, Nicaraguan Honduran uh, filler, um, and and to throw San Andreas on top of it. That that's 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 I can't think specifically with a cigar that has that blend, but that combination is not, you know, uh, something that would be a pink elephant. I mean, that that, that would be huh. that would be something that would make sense. I mean, uh, you know, Padron uses a lot of San Andreas wrappers, so uh, um, and, and obviously Nicaraguan filler. So I'm sure there's some Honduran uh, uh, in their filler as well, because you you do that. Honduran gives it like an earthiness, yeah. gives it a certain type of body uh, versus the sweet spice that you get from. 
Nicaraguan tobacco. Um, so you, it's not uncommon to add those two together. You know? So a couple questions. I know you got to run. You're traveling. When um, when people when, if 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 you're giving advice to someone who is new to cigars and wants to understand it, what advice would you give? Be open minded. Um, just just visit your local uh, retail shop, and not just for the sake of uh, of uh, you know talking to the the, the retailer, the owner. You certainly want to do that and get some direction, but also spend some time fellowship with the uh, with the people that are there and, uh, and, and and get their feedback on certain things and get their advice and share cigars. You know, so the big thing is just be open minded and enjoy cigars for what they are. I mean, cigars uh, are unlike most things in the world. I mean, you can think about most things and 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 and, and they divide it, but you know, you look at cigars. There's four things to me: cigars. Military, sports, music—you know—I mean, music was 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 as responsible for you know helping you know bring us through the civil rights movement and, and break down walls. It's, it's, it's just about anything else we did. Yep. You know, uh, people want to enjoy music together and dance together and whatever, and that helped. You know, sports—it doesn't matter. You know, where you're from, you know, what your religion is or whatever. If a guy next to you—I mean, I play defensive end, so so for me. It was a situation of like, you know, the, the, the I don't care what the offensive, t- I mean, the, the defense tackle, whether he was white, black, Muslim, whatever. I just need him to keep that nose tackle off. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, it, just, it, right. does, it doesn't matter. Right. And, and military is the same way. You know, you don't care where a guy is from. I mean, as long as he has your back, um, you, you, you get along. You know, so the only other thing like that to me is, is, is cigars. I mean, you can be anywhere in the world. You see a guy smoking a cigar. No matter what color he is, whatever your inclination is, go up to him and say, "Hey, man, what are you smoking?" And immediately you got a conversation. You don't see that. That doesn't happen with a cigarette. You don't see a guy no. smoking a cigarette. Somebody walks up and say, "Hey, what is that? A Newport?" No, it doesn't <laughs> no. You know you're it absolutely right. And I've been in cities around the country, either on business or vacationing with family, and it's a common thing. My favorite cigar place in America, and I'm sure there's a lot of them to enjoy, but the one that I may enjoy the most is Shelley's Back Room in D.C. In love, DC, yeah. love going into Shelley's, man. It is. It is just it, the atmosphere, the kinds of people you meet there, and the conversation is so deep. And the thing is, that's Washington, D.C., maybe the most divided city on the planet. And when you walk into a cigar shop, people just listen, want to sit and talk about what listen, you're smoking. You listen, <laughs> you, 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 want, you want to see what, what, what cigar is really about? Go to the Grand Havana Room in New York. You walk ah. in and you see... Al Sharpton and Rudy Giuliani sit down having a cigar together. <laughs> Come on, man, get out! <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm not even clowning. That's real. Wow. Yeah, man. So wow. <laughs> so cigars. It's 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 it, it, it's uh. I mean, even like even with the politicians. I mean, that 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 that's the thing that that you know that brings them together, man. And it's 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 weird to see. And I've I've spent time up there on Capitol Hill uh, with CRA uh, meeting with. Senators and congressmen. Uh, I mean, to, to, I mean, I had I had the the, the the pleasure of having a cigar on the uh, the balcony of the Speaker of the House. Right, you know, nice. Out over the mall, I have stood out there and did not do that. And I might, you know, I might know a few people up there. I might. I didn't know you could do that. Can you do that, or were you? <laughs> is well, that I, don't, I don't know if you could do that. I, this, this, is, this, is, this was this was going, this was going back uh, when Paul Ryan was there, which of course he didn't smoke cigars, but. Some of the staffers did, and we were up there, you know, trying to, you know, get, uh, 
you know, get some favorable positioning on, on some that of our situations. Nice. So, so we spent a lot of time up there and was able to go out on the Speaker of the House's balcony and, and, and have a cigar. Man. So, that... And I'm sad to say that it didn't. I sat across the table from Bill Nelson, sat across the table from David Perdue, which, are, which you know, one is a Democrat, one is a Republican, and they both enjoy cigars, man. You know, so. Uh, hell, we we probably be better off if we can get those guys together. I'm serious, right? You know? <laughs> so so before we before we wrap up, let's talk a little bit about Mishu and Iris. You have you have a a, a watch oh, brand. Yeah, yeah. Tell me yeah, about that. About passion projects. Right? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So that's uh, this is I, I just put my second release out. Um, uh, this is a, a watch line that I started a couple years ago. Me and uh, Will Bowling, which is my best friend in the world, we've known each other since ninth grade. He's from out New Orleans East area off of Michu Boulevard, and uh, I'm from Uptown New Orleans uh, in the Irish Channel. So that's the Michu and Irish. And it was just sort of, a, again, a passion project that we started. Um, and it was more curiosity than anything, like what did it take to really make a watch? Uh, not very different than when I started cigars years ago. So uh, first release was done in Switzerland and uh, was a very interesting process, uh, just kind of get, getting, it, getting it done and getting it out on the market. And uh, that was a couple years ago, and uh, um, you know we just put our, our second release out this summer, uh, which is you know still you know uh, on the same order as far as uh, uh, the bells and whistles we like, as far as you know uh, automatic movement, power reserve, um, you know uh, three sixteen liter stainless, all the things that we like if you're watch geek. And uh, we want to put something out now that was a, a little bit more accessible as far as price. Um, so it's been it's been a fun project, man. It's been it's been a fun project. The watch is available. Mishootirish dot com. dash irish dot com. Now listen, you know there are small, people. Small there, you know yeah. there you know there are people who are not from New Orleans. So spell spell Mishu. <laughs> How about that, right? M I C H O U D M I C H O U D hyphen Irish, and I'm sure everybody can spell. Yep, that's right. And so how can people follow you or find you on social media? Uh, it's pretty easy. Most of what I do is on Instagram. So uh, at Sean Williams underscore Cohiba. And that's S-E-A-N at Sean Williams underscore Cohiba on Instagram. Uh, and I'm on, I'm on Facebook as well. But most of what I do is on Instagram. And then I populate to Facebook from there. So that's probably the easiest way to sort of keep track of me, see where I'm going to be. And, uh, and uh, hopefully I get a chance to burn one with you and some of your listeners soon well you know that's the thing i was going to tell you that either the the one in biloxi or the 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 ruth chris uh, deal down in new orleans one of those i'd love to uh to attend and i'm you know let me know where tickets are available i'll buy a ticket or get a couple maybe bring a couple of buddies down uh or when you're in the area man so we can sit down and, and just really kind of shoot the breeze and catch up absolutely absolutely i definitely let you know when i'm heading back down there and uh Look forward to it, man. Absolutely. This is Jeff LaDuff, retired chief of police for the city of Baton Rouge. I'm Kelly LaDuff, co-owner of Open Eyes Safety Training and Consulting. Open Eyes is focused on providing quality safety solutions that give businesses and employees the skill set needed to recognize and react to dangerous situations. On a daily basis, we hear yet another story of workplace violence or active shooter. Open Eyes offers a unique approach to keeping you and your businesses safe through site analysis, technology recommendations, policy review, and employee training. To set up a consultation for your business, call us today at 225-313-9713 or visit us at our website at openeyesafetytraining.com. We say keep open eyes because 10% of our population cause 90% of our problems. See them before they see you.
Hi, this is Mayor Sharon Weston-Broom inviting you to listen to the We BR podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com. That's www.podcast225.com and by subscribing through the Apple Podcast app. That's We Be Our Podcast. This is The Clay Young Show. Chairman of the board. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. It lingered there to touch oh, your hair. Enjoy the conversation with Sean. He's a very hard worker. You heard him talk about how people look at what's happening right now and see his life and really admire the way he moves around and enjoys the good life. But man, he's, he told you about all the hard times and the hard work to get to where he is right now. And I think that really is the moral to any story about success is that, yeah, this overnight success took 25 years or took 10 years. I mean, there's, that really is it. There is no substitute for working hard and maintaining a good name. And he talked about that. And, you know, not for nothing, the cigars that he's talking about with Cohiba are really good cigars. I mean, it's not, it's not one of those things where he's on there talking about a bad brand or, or really not good. I mean, it's, they're, they're good cigars. And as I said, in the interview, we met at uh, Don Juan here in Baton Rouge, as he was in town for an event, as they were launching the, the the blue brand the Cohiba blue and it's really good like I had had it before I met him and so I I I enjoyed it in fact I think I was enjoying it that day when he came in me and my buddy Steve Atkins we were sitting in there and it's true story Don Juan cigar bar hadn't even opened and we're sitting in there with Justine and before you know it we're sitting there with him and pairing that great cigar with some fine bourbon and just enjoying the evening and it really is about the people you're around the atmosphere that that you are in when you are enjoying a cigar I saw Carl Carl Malone say not too long ago and and Carl has a a cigar store cigar lounge in Ruston Louisiana where he's from his daughter operates it Uh, Legends Cigar Lounge is the name of it and he talked about how people come in And he wants them to have a relaxing experience when they are there. If you notice, in a lot of cigar lounges, there are no clocks on the wall. And that's kind of a cigar lounge tradition that when you're there and you're enjoying a cigar, you shouldn't think about what time it is or what's next. You should just be in the moment of relaxation. And for a lot of guys who do it, like I've got friends who I will either go to Churchill's here in town or Don Juan and we'll have conversation, sometimes a meeting about business. You know, there are places where business gets conducted and it looks like leisure time, but it's not. It's, it's, it's 
it's serious conversation. And one of those places, obviously, you've heard is when people go play golf. They go get in 18 holes, and in that time that you're out there, two, three hours, if you want to have conversation about something, something you've got ample time to do it, and you're in this environment where it's just you and the person or persons you're talking with, same goes in a, in a cigar lounge. You're sitting and you're having conversation, and you're probably going to kill about an hour sitting in there if you're enjoying a premium cigar. And Carl, the mailman, said in his place, you know, he's got police officers who come in and Elected officials come in and they want to enjoy a cigar. And he says, when people go over to them and want to ask them about something, hey, I got a ticket or, hey, I want to talk with you about this, that he, if he's there and his staff, they're instructed to say, hey, look, they're not in here for that. They're here to enjoy themselves. They're here to relax and, and, and really be in the moment. And I think that's good. And, and in fact, in society now, we, we so rarely seem to be in the moment when something good is happening or when we should be enjoying something. It's like when you're enjoying a, a good meal. Like, I don't like to be interrupted with drama or foolishness if I'm enjoying a great meal. And obviously, with a cigar, it's the same. Quite frankly, I'm not even going to light one up if I don't have time to sit and enjoy it. Sometimes, for me, it's, it's, it helps with thinking, uh, contemplation about something, or like I said, just either just leisure or, or, or enjoying time with with friends and uh it, it really is good and you know as you know we do a, a a fundraiser every every spring called smoke em if you got them next year will be the seventh year that i've done the event and we raise money for military veterans and first responders and really it's it's like a big hangout it's a, it's a big party i call it the kickoff to the summer really because it's always in may and it's good but Sean's a good guy. He's, he's a very smart guy, too. I mean, you could likely tell that listening to him. He, he gets the intricacies of what he's doing, but he's able to explain it as well. And, you know, he's, he's not an a-hole. He's just you, you meet some, someone who does something in that capacity, and you could, it could be anything. And he's not that. He's pretty down-to-earth, and he's smart. And he's worked hard to get to where he is. And so uh, I appreciate the hard work that he does. And, again, you can – check out his his watch line as well. I mean, he's he's he was on here primarily to talk about Cohiba and he did that, but I I personally just wanted to to plug Mishu and Irish uh, his watch brand check out. He gave you the website, you can go look at that. All right, thank you so much for being with us on episode 212 of the Clay Young show. I enjoyed the conversation with Sean. Listen, if you'd like to follow me on social media at Clay Young BR on Twitter, Clay underscore Young BR on the gram and obviously on Facebook as well. Oh, one note before we get out of here and cue the theme song to, to get this over with. For those of you out there who have watched Yellowstone, the TV series with Kevin Costner, how about season two, huh? That was a really... Really, really good season. I didn't know how they were going to capitalize or, or top last year, but they did it. And season three is already being shot as we speak right now. So looking forward to what's happening with that. But it's a great, great show. If you haven't done it, check out Yellowstone. It's on the Paramount Network. You can download the app or watch it on demand with whomever your cable provider is. If you're not on cable, you can just get the app and watch it. Uh, word of the wise, uh, it is not safe for kids with the 
proviso that you know the language is not is is pretty explicit and there are some other grown folk kind of scenes in there as well so just be advised don't have that thing on in the living room or in some viewing room if kids are going back and forth because you might end up having a conversation you didn't plan on all right drop the music thanks for listening see y'all next week Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.